Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Zack Snyder's Justice League by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can find me on all social media at No Clutch Nate. And today we're going to be talking about minute number 11 of Zack Snyder's Justice League, which is going to start with Jason Momoa's Arthur Curry, Aquaman, parentheses, uh, speaking in Icelandic to the mayor of this Icelandic town. And then the minutes are going to end with the entire village inside this small little building uh, laughing at Ben Affleck's Batman. Notice how I didn't say Bruce Wayne. Yeah, I noticed. I noticed. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm noticing a lot right now, you know? And, and you know what? Before we get started today, Nate, I yeah. want to talk to you about um, mm-hmm. our Easter Sunday. Because we record these episodes uh, right yeah. before we release them. Well, we're doing it now just for, um, I don't know, it's kind of fun, but also kind of hectic. Uh, it's kind of hectic, uh, but I kind of enjoy it because it kind of gives us time to soak in everything that's going on around us. And then we get these, to have like these conversations like day by day. It's a little bit easier to do than when we were recording them all like in a group recording and doing the guests and everything. Yeah. Um, now we can actually take our times with the episodes and talk about how we're feeling with the movie and stuff like that. And when it gets to a moment like today where we need all the time in the world to just kind of like think about what to talk about for today's episode, because we are doing it minute by minute. We're not doing the five minute format like we did with Wonder Woman. Um, and for that movie that needed like, hey, we have a guest. We have to be prepared. This takes time. It's going to be a long episode so we're gonna do five minutes at a time to give us time to prepare now we get to like really sit down with the movie it's immediately on a streaming platform so we have all the time in the world to dissect it and take all the stuff that we've learned from the past three to five years about the movie um but what i wanted to talk to you about today nate is uh whether we wanted to or not we Mm -hmm. We got sucked into watching this movie again on yeah. Easter Sunday, and, and <laughs> you, you like you just you said it like uh, Zavala, and you'd kind of like have to. You kind of have these to say like Zavala, right? Yes, you have to. Now it's just whenever, whenever we wanted to or not, it's just a Zavala. Um, he was in. Uh, he's Lance Reddick is in Godzilla versus Kong, and I think the one line he has in that movie is like. The moment we feared is here. And I was like, okay, so they, they hired Lance Reddick to be Zavala for like two seconds. That's pretty, and pretty I awesome. I don't that. even remember him being in that movie. You don't remember him, but when you see him in the movie, you'll be like, he looks and sounds just like Zavala. Hey, if you're listening, yeah. Warner Brothers, and you're thinking about making a Destiny movie for some, re- some weird reason, uh, make sure you cast Lance Reddick as uh, his I mean, own he's character. already there. Yeah, you should yeah. you should always cast Lance Reddick as his own voice. I was just watching something where Ikora Ray was in. Oh, was I, I just, I Star think Trek. Yeah. I was just watching Star Trek. Yeah, yep, yep, it was yep, pretty yep. awesome. Um, anyway, um, yeah, whether we wanted to or not, we got uh, we we watched this movie in in its entirety. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> separately be it at uh, our respected uh, parents uh, houses the For full Easter. the full movie the full on this movie. Easter Sunday and that is that alone is just just so laughable it, 
there's so many things that get stacked on top of it that make it even more so comedic. Both of our parents uh, have 4K televisions. Now, you and I do not have 4K televisions. No, we're so poor. we don't see many 4K TV things. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> I bought my I bought my dad the 4K TV for Christmas a while yeah. ago. Uh, and the first movie I bought to go with it for him to watch it was Hereditary, Ari Aster's, uh, I'm probably mispronouncing that, that name, but no, that's right. Uh, uh, Hereditary. And what a, what a movie to watch in 4k for the first time. It's, it was beautiful. I love, I love the cinematography and all those, especially any A24 film is. I'm going to tell you right now, everything kind of falls apart right now after I've seen Justice League in 4K. That's, that's for that's <laughs> Wait till you've seen James Cameron's Avatar. Nah. Now we're talking. <laughs> Give me the Avatar in the 4K as it was intended. Yeah. James Cameron. I made a giant dome, put him underwater. That was the abyss. Bing, bang, boom. We got the Avatar. So... Uh, let me let me let me catch the listeners up to speed here. And I didn't I only texted you about this Nate, but I wanted to text our group of friends about me watching Zack Snyder's Justice League again and just how comedic the situation was. But since we started this minute by minute formula podcast and uh we I think at the beginning of this season I said I've seen it 3 times. Mhm. By the end mm-hmm. of the week of the first week I had seen it 4 times. Then mm-hmm. Justice is Grey came out. I've seen it five times. That was week two, and now we're in week three. And I think I've seen it eight times. Let me ask you something. You only watched it one time on the Justice is Grey day? What was that, a Wednesday, I want to say? Yeah, I've only seen it. Nate, this is... Uh, Let me tell you, Mark. I, just... I got the... I, no, <laughs> there were the orders to stream that movie 24 hours a day on the day of Justice is Grey. Let me tell you. I did it. I was here. I was present. I showed up. I streamed that movie. I think it was only twice. Um, Front to back, back to front, two times, Justice is Grey. So at least I have two Justice is Grey under my belt. Uh, I want to say two and a half because I I think I put it on halfway as I was going to sleep and kind of fell asleep to it. Um, I kind of lost count on how many times I saw the original. I want to say that the entire count is seven but because it being sunday easter sunday this episode was coming out on monday we also watched it on saturday we had a friend (laughs) exactly that's the point i'm trying to get at the point i'm trying to get at listen guys i love this movie i really do i think it's great with that being said i'm not four hours i'm not trying to go psychotic about it and watch it every living moment of my life there are True. other things i watch there's a lot of things that we are watching at mm-hmm. the moment the nanny and there's a lot of i mean yeah I, I remember i'm so glad nate that i said it it was on hbo <laughs> and you and i were just like oh. absolutely yeah i was like hey nate you ever watch the nanny um, like, yes i've seen every episode and i was like great <laughs> i'm about to watch every episode right now again um so yes there's a lot of things we would rather watch, but we love this movie. Me seeing it eight times is not me saying I want to watch it again. It's just been one of those things where other people have been like, I want to watch it with mm-hmm. you and yeah. being like, oh, okay, let's do this. Yeah. So that was Saturday with Scott. 
and that mm-hmm. now today, <laughs> Easter Sunday, I'm going That's... to my parents' house. And mm-hmm. what did I tell? I told the whole group. I said, I'm going to go to my parents' house. I got to do the thing. I got to do the Easter thing. I didn't know it was this Sunday. Easter came up quick. I'm just going to go over there. This was on that same Saturday. I was going (laughs) to visit my parents real quick, eat the food that they made, say, hey, thank you. I love you guys. Same. Same, And then I I told you guys my strategy was pop the nanny on HBO Max. It's on there. Play a few sitcom episodes. Everyone's having a great time. Then dip, (laughs) right? They weren't having it's the nanny. It's perfect. It's flawless. That plan is just, you know, it's perfect. They couldn't care less about the nanny. My brother's Which is a were, shame. I know. They were, they, I think they were just not paying attention. Too busy talking, you know. And honestly, yeah. everyone, everyone's just having a conversation around the house. Everyone. Just talking to each other about anything else but the nanny. The nanny's just mm-hmm. on. I'm the only one sitting there going, hey, you're missing all these things. Every line <laughs> is hitting. Every yeah. line. Between Niles Look at her and outfits, check it out. It's Fran Drescher. Yeah, I, absolutely. I just I love the I love the back and forth between Niles and Cece all day. I just it's so good. I, it's so it's so quick. Anyways, no, this is a nanny minute. Um, but so the nanny isn't hitting. And then I talk about Godzilla versus Kong, which is something my dad's been waiting for for a while. Absolutely hates that movie. Didn't like it. He stopped. He dropped us off when we watched the C- uh, Peter Jackson's King Kong. Nate, you know this is a three-hour movie? You know that's yeah. how we met. Nate, does your mom know this is a three-hour movie? <laughs> that's, that's how we met, Nate. I think it was the first movie we saw together. We were yeah. in uh, seventh grade, middle Good school. Good times. Anyways, so the nanny doesn't work. I talk about Godzilla versus Kong. My dad says, no, he hated that movie. And this is a movie that my dad's been waiting for for a long time. He saw the last one with me. He's seen all the other ones, and he loves them. He thinks all the other ones are great. He's, I mean, he's the guy who got me into Godzilla movies as to begin with. So he stopped watching Godzilla versus Kong with 40 minutes left, which is arguably the best part of the movie. Like That's dead. wild. I didn't know you got that far into the movie. I mean, it's a two-hour movie. He got within 40 got, minutes. That's a lot. Well, he was watching it, and then he was like, I don't want to watch the rest of it. I didn't care for it. It was awful. Yeah. Yeah, and, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. and he was actually, he was, he was going for Kong the whole time, and he was just like, man. Don't they care made, about that storyline. He was like, man, they made him look like Harry and the Hendersons. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, my parents could not care about that movie at all. And that's a two-hour movie. It's easily easily digestible. Yeah. But he's just like, no, I don't care about it. Turn it off. Uh-huh. I understand. In, in comes my brother, enters frame, and mm-hmm. then Enter he's, Edwin. And then he grabs a remote. I'm watching the nanny. He stops it. I'm almost offended because he grabbed the remote. <laughs> and I was like, you're just going to- Excuse you're me. You're just going to stop. You just, I'm watching it. Like I'm here sitting down watching it. You're just gonna flashback into my, your youth. I think he thought I didn't pick the sitcom from the nineties and that my parents were just watching cable TV and he was just like, mm-hmm. Oh, no one's watching the sitcom. Yes, my dude, I'm watching the nanny. Please yeah. watch the nanny. Anyways, <laughs> he's like, Mark, have you seen this? Have I seen Zack Snyder's Justice League? <laughs> yes, Edwin. I have seen Zack Snyder's Justice League. It is very good. And he goes, what I didn't get what the differences were, and I was like, "Huh?" <laughs> it's like I was gonna call <laughs> you the me? other day and have you. T- Apparently, they started watching Zack Snyder's Justice League and got halfway through and then stopped just because it was long, right? And so he comes over and he's like, "I want to watch this with you and and have you tell me everything that's different." So 
I'm like, fine, I guess we're doing this. I guess I'm watching Zack Snyder's Justice League with my family. I'm super embarrassed. I got a cold sweat going on because my grandparents are there as well. And I'm like, this is going to be awful because there's like this comic book movie in the background. It's going to be very mm-hmm. bombastic and and obnoxious. And, uh, and you know. All, you say, Grandma, Grandpa, this is what Mark does. Uh, all this stuff about. Listen, this room gets quiet. Yeah. And like. Obviously, at first, everyone is like eating and stuff and 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 getting their food and stuff. And I'm here explaining to Edwin and Brittany about the differences between the movie, but not in like the behind the scenes stuff about Joss Whedon and Zack Snyder and all that stuff. I'm talking about the differences in the 2017 version as far mm-hmm. as character uh, representation and then character representation in, in Zack Snyder's Justice League about what you what there is to learn about the age of heroes what there is to learn about the amazons and themiscara and what the atlanteans do differently all these lore driven things about the universe because that's what nerds like to talk about um yep. this room gets quiet and my even my grandparents who weren't watching the television beforehand all of a sudden they're like, enthralled they're just like in just in <laughs> on this movie in on this movie not saying a word just watching Zack Snyder's Justice League and I'm like I'm watching everyone I'm not watching the movie I'm watching them going like is my dad really watching it he hasn't fallen asleep yet or anything my family watched mm-hmm. this entire four hour movie mm-hmm. without falling asleep and one of the big things I'm going to talk about is like runtime. Yes, they make fun of the runtime. Everyone makes fun of it. It's fine. It's a four hour movie. No one is saying a four hour movie makes a good movie. It, no one is saying a short two hour movie makes a good movie. The runtime to me, my thing, my stance on runtimes is I hate discourse on runtimes. I hate the idea that shorter movies make for better movies, longer movies make for better movies. Neither one is real. Neither one is true. The fact that they could make fun of the runtime the entire time and go, damn, this movie is still going on? Shit, I could like take a f- four naps in the- between this movie. All kinds of jokes f- from left and right about how long this movie is. But they're enthralled by it. They're asking mm. questions about it's, it. It's going. They're like talking about the movie. And asking me questions, sure, I answer a little bit. I try to bring them up to speed with, you know, some light exposition. My mom's like, I've never heard of Cyborg. Who is that? Cyborg? Wow. By the end of it, they they love this guy. They this know so who this fun. And it's so weird this that so I was, like, avoiding this. Because I knew I was going to come and... I've even talked to my dad before, like my dad texting me a few weeks ago going, Godzilla vs. Kong going to be on HBO Max. He's excited for it. And I was like, oh, yeah, they're also going to put Justice League on HBO. And uh, he's like, oh, I don't really care for superheroes. Is that with Superman and Batman? And I was like, yeah, it's going to be a four-hour epic long movie, you know, da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And he's like, oh, all right, whatever. Doesn't watch it. But he knows it's there and, and and whatever. Putting this movie on and 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 captivating them by it and them like just being so zeroed in on the movie is 
it, it blew my mind because they really enjoyed it. <laughs> they really enjoyed this four-hour movie, and it it blows my mind that that my grandparents and my parents enjoyed it because I expected them to just not be about it. Yeah, and and for them to be so into it into the story invested in it. And I think that's a big thing is invested in it. And again, that's not a four hour, two hour runtime difference. It's just the story gets them invested in it. Like I said, they didn't care about cyborg. They don't know who he is. They see him there. They see the, the parademons and stuff like that. They're just they're just captivated by the story and they're getting it and there's enough exposition in the movie for them to get it and then they're asking me about like you know so are they doing another one because they still got that oh, that other bad guys other bad guys oh, were man you know they planned on coming in and I was like okay now we have to have no, a conversation okay. about why they're not no, doing hang sequels on. hang on <laughs> hang on all right now. My situation was very similar, but it was just me and my mom. Um, and my mom has been around my entire life of my superhero infatuation. She was the one to take me to the comic book stores and buy me the books. She does remember buying me the Death of Superman. She remembers that happening in like a thing, and it was when we were in the stores and shop around, yada, yada, yada. And, mm-hmm. But it never resonated with her she is still in the mindset of just like everybody else like oh they died in comic books they're gonna bring them back right it's like that that only exists because the return of that's then that was what i had to explain to her i was like that mindset only exists because they killed superman and brought him back if he were to stay dead that just entire mental capacity of just thinking that way would not be just comprehensible but because he was brought back yada 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 so like <clears throat> i did i went over on easter and uh i told my mom you know this is she knows that we do this show she's very involved and she knows my passion for uh dc comics and everything and all the such um she I asked her before I put this movie on, I said, do you know about, you know, the Justice League? You know, me and Mark have been, you know, that's why I've been so busy. We've just been doing the show, yada, yada. This has just been a lot these past two weeks, like a lot. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I was like, "Did you do you know about it? And she's like, yeah, I heard, you know, media talked about it, like on release. And I said, okay, like, do you know how, you know, how big it was? And she's like, yeah, I mean, it, you know, yada, yada. And I really had to break down like what it was what the entirety of it was and then when i brought in the whole idea not the idea the 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 reasoning behind you know the the movement and and what it represents and and autumn and everything and you know that she didn't know any of that so right off the bat she's like wow really like i didn't you know like i need to know more tell me more explain it so i started yada yada i ended up just putting the movie on and we were making dinner and at first i was like okay i'm gonna i'm gonna put on justice like mom i'm just you know i'm gonna put on we usually watch a movie with dinner on these holiday things it's whatever so i put it on i'm like we don't have to watch all of it you know it's four hours mom and she is the queen of falling asleep during movies theaters at home you name it no matter what you put something on you put her in a chair she's out and good for her i wish i could be 
like that. I wish I could, you know, I can't, I have to pay attention to these things. You know, I'm listening to the dialogue, yada, yada. Uh, so, you know, I said, mom, it's four hours. We don't have to watch all of it. She's like, yeah, you're damn right. We don't have to watch all of it, whatever. And she's, I'm not getting into a four hour movie and we're eating dinner at, you know, six o'clock at night. <clears throat> I put it on, we get into it. We're watching, we eat our dinner. We're watching the movie, eating the dinner. And, uh, I mean, it gets to part three and she's just like, I thought you said we weren't going to watch it. I said, mom, we can pause it. She's like, no, I'm in. And like, she's, she's in, of course, same with your family. Like she is in 100% into this movie. Now, a big thing about this and her paying attention comes from the opening scene. I feel like I watched Dawn of Justice with her. I had to have. I had to have, 100%. I knew I watched the trailers. I knew it was a big thing. But now I'm questioning whether or not if I did watch it or not with her. But she did not know of the death of Superman. And when that thing happened, she was like, like you know, questioning. I said, oh, you got to know, like, Superman's dead here. And she was like, what? No, don't tell me that. She, like, covered her ears. I said, no, Mom, like, you have to know this. This is part of the story. That was in the last movie. She said, no, I didn't see that movie. We got to watch that. Do you want to pause this and watch that? I said, no, 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 no. we can't. <laughs> so I had to stop myself. Um, and then I'm going to watch it again with her. We're going to get the new, the 4K remastered version. We're going to watch that and have a great time. But we continue watching Justice League. <clears throat> I showed her the opening. I said, this is him. This is the death of him. You just know this and we can move forward. So she watched that and it was good. I mean, she's she was in it to begin with all the way in, since Man of Steel. You know, she was... She was at there was when Man of Steel came out. That was the one gift that I asked for for Christmas that year. I said, I just want a copy of Man of Steel. She got it to me and we watched it like twice on Christmas and she was very good. It's a great movie. So she's still involved in it. She knows all the characters. She knows Henry Cavill's Superman. She knows Amy Adams as Lois Lane, yada, yada. I mean, it adds to the fact that Bruce Wayne is a very good looking man and she likes that guy on camera. <laughs> a lot of people do. A lot of people I do. do. I'm right there with her. <laughs> And uh, so, like, that helps. So, like, opening, you know, this movie with him right there and, and in Iceland, she's like, yeah, you know, sold. Throw in Jason Momoa, incredible. You know, she knows him from media as well and knows him as Aquaman and stuff. Side note, she cannot wait to watch Aquaman after watching this movie. Just let, throwing that out there. <laughs> my parents, I think that was the one my parents, you know, when they saw Jason Momoa, they were just like, is that Aquaman? And then I was like, yeah, yeah that's Aquaman. And they're like, oh, okay. But they... yeah. They they knew that it was him, and they just took it and went with it, and they they liked that. Um, yeah. And then the only one that they didn't know was whenever they saw Ezra Miller out of costume. Oh yeah, of course. They My were, mom had no idea that Flash was in this movie. She was, <laughs> she would not stop talking about him. She loves that character in this movie. I like I said, we got to part three. And she was like, I thought you weren't, I thought we weren't watching a four hour movie. And I'm like, mom, we can pause. She's like, no, I'm in. And it's this, this style, this storytelling. Yeah. I had to explain to her everything about Zack Snyder and the way he tells all the way back from, you know, like, mom, do you remember when you took us to see 300? You remember when we, me and Zack were watching that and all these things? She's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's the same guy. It's, you know, he's the same guy from Super. He had this Superman story and it was this whole epic. And it took all of these characters being on screen together for her to, put it all together and see it as this big epic and this massive epic. And, you yeah. know, by the end of it, when I'm saying like, mom, that's it. Like there's from right now, from this day, there's not going to be more. Zack Snyder got his Superman trilogy. That's it. She's like, 
no you can't that's not it like you can't be. it's like we need you we need you on our side ma <laughs> yeah it, well to me it's I, like i said i always kind of get secondhand embarrassment because yeah on the inter- internet i'm like yeah hashtag restore the snyderverse i'll say it all day but not to my not to my family come on I'm yeah just of course like, Ab- absolutely that's guys, why I'm like, but my mom just... understands it on a storytelling basis now and she's it's taken her this long to to get it with me as well because you know I was a kid just looking at pictures as a comic book of Batman and Superman mm-hmm. and she knew cuz I had a reading deficiency as a kid. She knew I wasn't reading those things. She knew Aww. I was just looking at the pictures. So she would get me things that were just like cool looking on pictures. And then now for her to realize like, "Oh wow, like this is what these characters mean to you like the tragedy, the comedy side of Batman and the sun god mythology side of Superman with his death and his rise, like all of these things, she understands it as a storytelling. And when we say that our parents sat down and watched a four-hour superhero movie I'm more without impressed falling by my grandparents asleep, watching it. That, that blew me away. I was like... And I- my mom actively asking questions... And try and like wanting to be on the same level that you and I have these conversations. Yeah. I told her, I said, Mom, you're going to be a topic of discussion on our episode. She said, You need to send me that link. Is it on Spotify? Yada, yada. I said, Yeah, I'll send you that when it gets out. But she is like, she, it's, 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 it's not like when I was a kid and we would take her to see Star Wars movies, it did seem like that it was just like in one ear out the other. It's like, okay, they got swords. It's awesome. Robots, cool. And it's like, that's fun. I get that. I understand it as a parent. You know, you get your kids to do that. But seeing these characters as Batman and Superman and these and, and you know, and me at The Flash when I was growing up, I, you know, loved them as well. And it's like seeing what they do now and how they're represented on screen now with Zack Snyder's Justice League and explaining to her that, like, mom, these are gods amongst men. Mm-hmm. It's just on a completely different level. On top of that, we've talked about it before. My mom has watched all of Doom Patrol. She loves Doom Patrol. And she only knows Cyborg from Doom Patrol. Mm -hmm. Let that sink in a little bit. She just knows Jovi and Wade's Cyborg. So her seeing Ray Fisher's portrayal of this character, she knows who he is. But the difference in that is like... I wish I wish I could be in her shoes seeing that completely different side and that transformation of how going from like a Doom Patrol character of just like, you know, I'm burdened by all this. I don't like my dad, but he's still a scientist, yada, yada, yada. He's still alive, uh, you know, and then like just having a relationship with a girl versus the entire burden of the world on your shoulders and like fitting in with the Justice League and and your both your parents dying and all these things. She's like, oh my God, Cyborg. Like, it's just different than than Doom Patrol. And that, knowing that, I completely forgot that she knew Doom Patrol Cyborg. So like me realizing like, oh shit. Like, you know this other character. This is a completely different one. This is Cyborg. Like, this is the guy that we know. This is the guy that we grew up on and we're talking about. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh my God. It was... It was incredible. <laughs> yeah. And it's weird to say that my mom is like is is understanding it on the same way that we do. When I had to tell her, it's like, Mom, this is theatrical, it's Shakespearean, it's bigger, it's larger than life. It's not just a comic book. 
it's literature like see the storytelling elements see how they're portrayed and 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 just see how vast it is and when she realizes that it's just like give me all of it you know she wants all of it it's like it's so much fun I, honestly i can't i can't be more proud of her i love you ma <laughs> i think what's what's so fascinating uh, for me is that i'm i've i i write off my parents no offense i write off my parents as like oh they will leave the room like if they yeah. don't if they don't want to watch it my dad will go take yeah. a nap my mom will go of do course. something around the house my There's mom will liter- just fall asleep. They will literally movie. go do anything else, and they have. There's other movies I've I've watched with my parents where they've gone, stupid movie, whatever, and they'll walk away. Mm-hmm. My, yeah. I'll never forget how much it hurt when my dad uh, was watching Scott Pilgrim, and he was like, what a stupid movie, and changed it. And I was like, are you serious? That hurt. <laughs> that really hurt, because I kind of like that movie. I really like uh, that movie. Great, wait. <laughs> I was like, stupid movie. It's, and yeah, I don't know. But my dad yeah. is like that. He will be like, ah, stupid, and change it. And it's it just blows And my mom doesn't like Wonder Woman. Uh, oh, and that's another thing. My we, mom fuck loves Wonder Woman. She loved that movie. She saw them all. We watched the 84 at her place. Yeah, but my loves Wonder Woman. we talked about it too. Uh, and my mom didn't watch 1984. My dad watched 1984 with me. And my mom literally did everything else around the house but watch that movie because she did not like the first 2017 Wonder Woman movie. She didn't like the movie. So she's not going to watch this one. Um, even though I thought the 80s aesthetic would capture her, she wanted nothing about it. Whatever. And then I told you on the episode we did about 1984 that my dad was into the movie the only time he asked a question was is steve trevor an alien and i said no he's just from the past and then he's like all right cool got it done let's keep going um and uh and you know (laughs) for my mom to sit into this four-hour movie and watch it with wonder woman and all and and just and and be so into it i'm like you guys could literally at any time fall asleep or walk away and go do something else but no they want to watch it and they want to have conversations about and, and questions i'm like who are you guys what is going yeah. on here pause um, it i have to go to the bathroom like what what do you mean you don't just want me to keep on playing it's four hours like no no, no pause it i'm watching it yeah like, yeah i'm gonna miss something like, yeah you're, yeah yeah you're right <laughs> yeah and then my my grandparents were watching it too it's very strange it's, I, I was not, so awesome again this is me going i thought you guys just wanted to maybe watch sitcoms and then i leave in like two hours no, I was there for 12 hours, including yeah. the movie. Just like, oh, yeah, I'll just be here all day, I guess, because you guys want to watch this movie, so now we're watching it. Very uh, incredible stuff. I uh, I thought I had it all figured out on the drive home, like in my head, like the significance of all this, but even now I'm trying to like wrap my head around it. Like what an investing, what a, what a movie that makes you want to invest in it, in the story. And, and it's like, all of it. It's not just the movie. It's it's everything involved in the movie. It's it's the movement itself. It's Snyder. It's his perf- personal life. It's it's Deborah. It's Autumn. I mean, it's it's everybody that was involved in it, and and all these things. And I just think and even even Ben and his and his Batman and all this stuff and what it's doing to him as a person. That was another thing that my mom really like latched onto. Like she follows uh, Batman. <laughs> she knows all of them that have played them. She knows the significance of that character and playing that character on screen. And, um, you know, she, honestly, every time Batman would show up in costume and there were just like, you know, the Batman moments, she would 
mm-hmm. stand up and cheer. She'd be like, oh, God, you'd be pissed off if we were in the theater. I'd be clapping and cheering every time. She loves Batman. She said, that's my Batman. That's our Batman. I think and it's... And that's me. That's because me as a kid, like, growing up, I had Batman. It's like, I don't know. It's, I think it's a, I think it's a it testament so to, to the storytelling, which is very important for the people. Yeah. For, for, you know, the people listening and for the writers out there who are telling their own stories. The stories are captivating. The stories are, are, are what's mattering. So those people who have those stories that they want to tell, yeah, you know, go tell them, tell those Just stories because they we're listening. When you tell them the way that you want, they captivate. And man, did this movie captivate! these old folks <laughs> <laughs> to the people hey, who we think are just listening to us because they're, we're their children and then we're talking and Hey, no, good for you. Cause if yeah, that was know, the case, you, that's my dad would have liked Godzilla versus Kong. And we'd be having this conversation. I didn't tell him exactly. I didn't tell him how I felt about the movie. He just, exactly. and he, and I was like, dad, you're missing the best part of the movie. You should go watch it. He's probably not going to watch it until I go tell him, Hey, go finish the rest of that Godzilla versus Kong. Um, but no, it's so invested by this storytelling, and I I think even the slow motion that Zack Snyder gets criticized for, I think the slow motion really helped my grandfather and you know the rest soak in what was happening because the slow motion gives them time to be like, oh, Hippolyta needs to leave the cage, and it's taking yep. you know there's there's some weight slow motion to of that. her turning around and all the rocks yeah. falling. My mom saying like. Oh, does that mean they're all trapped and they're going to die exactly. in there? They, yes, they mom, said that is they what they all that have means. to die in there. And I was like, her, I'm so her looking glad up as sad and it's like slow. It's like, oh, they're all dead. Yeah, mom, they are dead. Yeah, that was the sacrifice. Oh, wow! Like, like yeah. it's just <laughs> the slow oh, motion really. He's moving them. so much faster. Oh, Superman can see him using super speed. Yeah, mom, he's. They're both super speed. Like, yeah. Oh, oh. It's just, oh man, yeah, the mom, slow motion that's his really hero. Helped. His hero was about to kill him. Oh my god! Like, yeah, just captivating, captivating I'm, storytelling. It's, I, I can't. It's, um, we're gushing. Yeah. We're gushing now. Yeah, but. it was really, it, it was really nice to 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 have that experience and be like, wow, they actually care about the movie. It's not just. Because I put on other things. Like I said, I put on other shows for us to watch, and they weren't having it. If it was about me, they would have watched those things and been like, well, Mark likes it, yep. so we'll watch it. No, they yep. didn't care about any of the other stuff I put on until Edwin put on Zack Snyder's Justice League, and then it became like, okay, for some weird reason, everyone's hypnotized now by this TV. So very strange. And, you know, maybe maybe it's the right movie to watch. If there are Christmas movies like Die Hard... Maybe Zack Snyder Justice League is an Easter movie since it is. <laughs> oh, that's true. Oh my God. Yeah. This is the rebirth. Oh shit. Since it's Superman rising up. Yes, but that still gives it a Christ allegory, and we're trying to move away from that move over well, to the The allegory is there whether we wanted it or not. <laughs> but that can, the same can be said about maps. Maps are the way By the they yeah, are now. Yeah. <laughs> Don't wait. Um, maps are the way they are now because of Christianity, you know? And it's maps like, that shouldn't the... be the case. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, where it's like, that's that's that? that's the incorrect mindset. Did, did I get that? Yes, I said it. No, I no, will oh. tell you in post. Okay. Um. So, yeah, who knows? Maybe this was the perfect movie to watch on Easter. And I think 
the mourning that is happening in the movie, you know, after the movie ended and then they were asking about, you know, where does it go from there? Because they still oh, got God. the bad guys out there. Uh, and I was like, yeah, well, this, this, and that. And that's when I started Yeah, getting... there's supposed to be two other movies in my Well, that's when I started what? getting into the behind <laughs> the scenes. Uh, because, yep. you know, at the end, there's that for, for Autumn card at the end of the movie. And I had to explain that. Had to that. rewind it. But I think, and I didn't say that, but while I was watching the movie, I was like, I think my parents might resonate to some of the mourning in here. Because, like, Martha losing Clark is how my parents lost Nina and... That's my late sister, for those of you listening. And so I feel like there was something that they resonated with there because it was very quiet during those moments. And uh, the stuff about Cyborg, uh, Silas is uh, the being, uh, what am I trying to say here? Cyborg's Losing father, both of his parents. Silas, and the father thing, you know. Yes. I'm sure yeah. that had an effect as well with my parents. Um because my dad is is a is a really nice person, and I, I wonder if that resonated with him as well. But anyways, there's a lot of great parent-child stuff happening in this movie. And the morning stuff on top of that, I feel like, really resonates with those people. And I feel like that's the power of storytelling, is that people resonate with it and also learn from stories, which is great. Yes. And also entertainment. That's all you can, you know, you can ask for that as well, to be entertained by the movies, which they were for four hours. Four Could not hours. ask for more. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Absolutely it's, incredible. Uh, honestly, it's, so, it, it's, it was such a good feeling. Watch Zack Snyder's Justice League for Easter. That's all I can say. It's an Easter, it's an Easter movie. And then what would that make Dawn of Justice? Like Ash Wednesday movie? Uh, mm, that should be a thanksgiving ish movie in that time period i don't know it's fall wait what but it's not it's fall it happens during fall it's the fall time oh no yeah well yes the fall it's a fall it's a it's a fall but it's not a christmas movie no 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 um, no no, and it's not like a holiday movie so like it should happen in the time between thanksgiving and easter i think you're miss you're misinterpreting what i'm saying Nate, you totally missed it. You went with the time. Am I, am I just going with calendar? <laughs> yes, you went with the settings of the movie. I'm talking about the death of Superman with the death of Christ. I'm going with the allegory thing again. If if Easter is Zack Snyder's Justice League, then that would mean Good Friday. Which one is the death of Christ? Is it Good Friday or is For, it? It happened on a Friday. It happened on a Friday. Okay. Solomon Grundy. No, well, yeah. <laughs> technically Superman dies on a Tuesday, so. Maybe you're supposed to watch it Tuesday and then watch Zack Snyder's Justice League on on Sunday, and Ash Wednesday is the morning of Superman because he died on Tuesday, and I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. Yeah, me neither. So all I'll say is Easter Sunday, Zack Snyder's Justice League is an Easter movie. Take what you will. Let's actually talk about the minute now. Okay. So here we have Arthur Curry, the Aquaman. He... In the last episode, which was Friday's episode, Minute 10, they're curious about how Bruce Wayne got here. Uh, He didn't, uh, you know, the waterways are locked. He cannot get here. He says Mm -hmm. he's climbed the mountain. Mm -hmm. And then... Chopper can't get there either. Yes. And then he's telling Arthur Curry that the person that he's looking for doesn't come by ship either. That's where Arthur Curry here translates to the mayor that 
he does not come by ship is is basically what he's saying. Um, that he's translating uh, in Icelandic to the mayor that what Bruce Wayne is saying. And I went through and I translated it to make sure that Aquaman isn't saying anything different. And because there is no translation for the Icelandic language that they're speaking. But there is something at the end of this conversation where Bruce Wayne calls him out and, and is like, I actually understand Icelandic and I've been understanding what you guys have been saying uh, behind my back, but really mm-hmm. you're in front of me. So, but anyways, okay. So <laughs> I wanted to make sure that nothing different was being said behind Batman's back. So I went and translated it very painstakingly to confirm that, yes, he is saying he does not come by ship to the mayor, which is what he says here. And I'm not going to read the actual Icelandic translation because I don't want to butcher it. But you can listen to Aquaman say it. Anyways, then Aquaman is saying, you know, if we see that person, we'll let him know you throw me 5,000 American. And that's when Bruce Wayne is saying, I'll throw you 25,000 to speak to this man right now. That's when he looks... He's looking directly at him. Yeah, and that's when he looks at the mayor and says he wants 25,000 to talk. And that's when the mayor laughs because he's like, 25,000 American to talk? We, we're not children. Don't talk to us like that. We're not dogs. You better leave. And that's when the whole village is laughing. And what I find so interesting about that is because Batman understands the situation and he can actually understand the language, he's looking around this room, not like how we might initially interpret it as, oh, why are they all laughing at me? Instead, he's looking around going, wow, they're all in on it. They all know this is the Aquaman. They're laughing at how childish the Aquaman idea might be. Mm -hmm. But they know he's right there and they're defending him because they think I don't understand the Icelandic language. So he's looking around the room, not like, what are they saying? Why are they laughing? He's going, they're really all laughing. Yeah. To defend this man standing in front of me. Like, we all know he's the Aquaman. I'm looking for him. Let's talk to him right now. And they're saying, now we're just going to pretend, you know, no. We need the money. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as the Aquaman. You think some magical guy comes from up from the water and and stuff like that? And it's, no. You think we're that, 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 uh, um, uneducated, unloyal, unevolved, unloyal, unloyal, unloyal. That we praise this magical being that comes from the water. Like what? What fantasy realm do you think you're in? Granted, these are people that don't know who Bruce Wayne is. You know, they just think he's some American guy coming around spitting his mouth out. Yada yada yada. Yeah. Uh. So like, it's still just so good. And what I really really love about these this minute and and this week is that he does present and it's always i'm saying it again on broken record he presents them in such a mythical way i am trying to find this mythical being this unicorn you know this god this sea god that comes and helps villages brings them fish when they're hungry like, he's telling the tale as if he, like, heard it at the base of the mountain. And it's like, I'm looking for Gilgamesh-type shit, you know? 
And it's so fun seeing that the people of the tale is just like they're not enthralled. They're not captivated at all. They're just like they're not. Yeah, yeah, mythical man from the state. No, stop. Like, shut up. We we know what he is. Of course, we know what he is. Yes, he's the Aquaman. Yeah, we get it. We see him right here. He helps us. We're great. We're grateful for him. He's he's awesome. You know. And then, like, yeah, let's play to your cards about this mythical being. Give us your money and get out. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It, it It's it's actually very comforting to see this whole town rally behind Aquaman as if, like, no, we're not going to sell him out for money. doesn't matter how much money this guy comes in with a, a business card and I'm Bruce Wayne. Who who? No, you come here today. We don't know how you got here. Waving mm-hmm. twenty five thousand American to sell out this god of ours that we're sure you could say indebted to, but more so, it's like we believe in him. We believe mm-hmm. in the Aquaman. It's the belief. It's the belief. And That's I'm where the song comes s- from. I'm too. not gonna sell him out. This right? is our friend. This guy comes here. It's very hard to get here, but he comes here and he helps us get through the dark times. Mm-hmm. I'm not selling that guy out for $25,000. we are poor, not stupid. Don't come spitting magical tales about, Yeah, you know, Aquaman, Aquaman. It's just so, it's great. It's just good mythos is what it is. Yes, <laughs> yes. With broken records, it's great storytelling, it's good mythos. And, and Batman's playing the role. He's a myth himself. He's just got to play t- to that hand. He speaks the language, you know? Yeah. He knows what they want. He knows that they, he can help them with his money. He just has to coax the Aquaman into talking to him. He's got to convince the Aquaman to get him on this side. So in doing so, play to the Aquaman, you know? Yeah. Aquaman's helping these people. Well, how can I help these people? I can't bring them fish. I can give them money. I I really love just the way that this is directed and, and to show, uh, you know, if it shows the whole the whole building laughing at, at Bruce Wayne and, and having like the open shot where it shows like the full building and it shows them all laughing and him looking around. Um, and then even the shots where, you know, Ben Affleck is looking towards the left of the camera and then that cuts to Arthur Curry who's positioned more on the left third of, of, of the frame and then when Arthur Curry looks to the right of the frame instead of looking more center, it's towards the mayor and then that cuts to the mayor who's looking left and it all just blends really well that you know where the eye contact is as well. And it, yeah. it, it's so well done in this minute. Um, eye contact is very important in this minute because he is talking directly to arthur yes in these moments yeah it's it's done so well like bruce wayne is looking and you can you can tell he's looking at arthur and then when you when arthur looks to his looks to the right of the frame you know he's looking at the mayor who's sitting there to to his left looking at him and talking it's all beautifully directed like the framing of each shot to show exactly where everything is the other thing I wanted to talk about today is this episode, this minute, uh, is what a lot of this movie is. 
which is exposition. There's a lot of exposition in this movie. And there's a lot of exposition in a lot of movies. And I th- we talked about it a little bit the other day. But this minute does it really well, with which is giving you the exposition. Because you do need it. You do need the exposition. And sure, exposition may sound like a criticism. But it is how you do it that can make it entertaining. And so, these people do not know each other. The only people who know each other is Aquaman and the mayor, who the mayor represents the entire village of this uh, this village. So they know each other. The exposition that Aquaman tells the mayor is in Icelandic, and we don't get translations for it. So we don't get to absorb the exposition, but we don't need to because the two characters that don't know each other are giving each other the exposition that they need that we need. And what I love about that is the fact that they do not know each other because when two characters really know each other and they're giving exposition to each other, that can get very annoying to me because then I'm like, why are you guys having this conversation? You guys know what the deal is because you guys work together or live together or you're in a relationship together. Normally, an exposition dump can be very annoying. But when it's two characters who don't know each other and they're calling each other out and they're speaking different languages and, you know, this one's like, hey, I know this guy does this, this and that. And that's why I need to find him. I need to find others like him. There's something coming. He's questioning the other guy that he's meeting for the first time. And that's what makes it so captivating because there's tension in the delivery of exposition. You don't know what's going to happen next once they get the information. That's the difference. The difference between that and someone just being like, well, here's the expo- exposition, exposition, exposition. All right, that's the end of the scene. I'm, I'm done. I'm out. Exit scene. It's not like that here. This is like, hey, I need you to understand this because this is why I'm looking for you because I need you to get your shit together and help me defend the planet. And this other guy's like, you're crazy. I'm not doing that. Not about it. Whatever. That's, it's so good. It's, it's so good because it's so entertaining. And if you can make the delivery of exposition entertaining in whatever capacity, that's great. If you're just giving exposition so that the audience knows what's going on, so you can move on to the next scene, which you think is more important, that's when we go, well, then that scene wasn't important to you either, other than you have to spoon feed us the information. This is entertaining. It's entertaining to watch the characters give each other the information that they need to move forward. I just love it. I love this whole scene because you care about them confronting each other. It's not just, hey, there's an attack coming. I need you. This is the deal. I love it. I cannot get enough of it. There's just something about this that works versus other pop culture movies that are just like, well, this is the situation we're in. All right, bye. Cut. End the scene. Let's go. We need to get to the giant battle. So, I don't know. I really love it. I love it. I can't, I can't stop talking enough about this movie. I can't stop talking about this movie even when I don't want to talk about this movie. Um just shows how much how great this movie is so before we wrap up for today nate was there anything you wanted to add um 
I don't know. I don't think so. We um we talked a lot about just all of it. In the minute, no, not so much. I really uh, would like to get more into uh, tomorrow's minute, especially. I kind of want to talk about the differences in the 2017 version of this scene versus this uh, Zack Snyder's version. Um, and I think that's better suited for tomorrow's minute. Um, so we'll get there when we get there. But uh, as a whole, it's just I want to reiterate just the incredible, powerful storytelling elements mm-hmm. that this movie presents. And it's just be able to captivate, you know, people like your parents and your family and, and my mother. And it just feels good yeah (laughs) that everybody's on the same page and it's like yes this is what and it feels good especially for the at least the two of us speaking for myself with uh knowing how much work and and how much thought we put into these stories and these characters and just this entire journey where it's it pays off in ways where we can have conversations and inform people about what is going on and it's an educated information it's it it's just incredible. I mean, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. Hearing my mom clap whenever Flash and Batman were on scene, and and seeing her tear up when Superman came back to life is just like that's really what it's all about. Like that's that's what I want. You know, I'm I'm more impressed that it it can bring people onto the same page, which is what I was not expecting. You know, was not expecting it all. Yeah. It was really like. This is four hours. We know people aren't going to sit down for four hours. And then they do. People <laughs> sit down for four hours for this movie. Yeah. People make that time. A lot of people I listen to, like other other review shows, they, they broke it up, you know, but also some of them have younger kids and well, even they have the to first do their time, own lives and stuff. You, but still, like... You and I saw it for my the mom, first time I, and we took a break. Not like a break like between days, but we stopped the movie and we were like, all right, everyone... Shake it out. Like three minutes. Yeah, we yeah. were like, let's, let's, I think we were, we paused. We had a seventh inning stretch. Once part five hit, like part five, and we paused it. And we all just like went and, all right, let's, uh, you know, use the bathroom, hang out on the patio, come back in, watch the rest of the movie. Like we took an actual like intermission. Mm-hmm. Uh, not with this movie with my family. No, they just kept watching the whole thing. Incredible. Incredible that it, that it does that. So uh let's go ahead and wrap it up for today if you guys enjoyed everything you heard you can find us on all social media at dceu minute and the facebook group the dc cinematic minute listener society you can join us and other guests who have been on the show and other listeners who listen to the show to talk about today's minute or any minute that you guys are catching up on and we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 12 of Zack snyder's justice league